Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. And now, KC Johnson. Kobe White pull up three over Karis LeVert and nails it. Bulls insider for NBC Sports Chicago. Give me that song. Covering everything from the dynasty to Derek to DeMar. KC Johnson. I've covered the NBA for a long time. With Mullion Haw. Moss. On 670 The Score. Mullion Haw, Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. It's always fun to talk to KC Johnson, and he joins us now. On the score hotline, powered by IBEW Local 9, Chicago's original powerhouse since 1892. Hey, KC, how are you? What's going on, guys? Good morning. Well, you know, I uh, I spend a lot of time watching you and reading you and trying to understand what's happening with the Chicago Bulls. I think that as we look toward this month, I mean, I, you know, we're we're laughing about checking the, the standings, and I, I haven't done it today, but the Bulls are like, I don't know, five wins away, a five-game winning streak away from uh, from somehow becoming like the fourth or fifth seed. If there's so many teams kind of all in the same boat, and the Bulls just behind. I know they're like ninth or something now, but they, they you know, when we talked at the beginning of the year, the schedule was going to be so tough in the first 20 games, and Boy, they were bad, and now something has shifted. It started with Zach going out and the Bulls put, pulling some stuff together, and, and now he's back, and they're 2-0 since he's returned. So that's all good. Eastern Conference parity, baby. Yeah. Um, now look, I mean, we've talked about it before, but that 5-14 and 14 start to me transcended the record. It was bad basketball. It was boring basketball, and – that's been the difference. Obviously, as you said, it started when, when Zach went out. They just started playing a, a better style of play with more ball movement, player movement. Uh, the, the defense, the defensive ranking um, climbed during that time as well. And, yeah, they've got to assimilate Vooch and Zach back in. Um, but that, you know, on paper should not be a hard process. It's, they're two of your best three players. So, you know, it's weird. Even though they have 10 of 15 games on the road, this month, they actually have a pretty significant opportunity here um, 
you know, they're obviously not in a position to point to any game on the schedule and say, oh, that one's ours. But uh, as of December 31st, their opposing win percentage was the worst in the NBA. So they have the easiest schedule for January in the NBA as of December 31st. And it obviously fluctuates by the day. So, Look, man, you got to go out and prove it. But they've—they're uh, off to a two and two start this month, um, and took advantage of, of that home and away series with the uh, hapless Charlotte Hornets, and then have a <laughs> opportunity against a, a tough uh, Houston Rockets team uh, tonight at the, at the UC. So we'll see what they got. And that's a big part of it. The Hornets came at a convenient time, bringing Zach back, and they are two and zero since that. What has he done, Casey, in terms of? Has he had to make major adjustments? Have they been minor? What has he done well to assimilate back into the mix? Because they have missed and did miss his ability to, you know, hit that shot and get the easy basket when necessary. They needed some offensive punch. But what else has he brought back to the lineup? Well, it's both what he's done and what I think uh, Billy and the schemes have done. Uh, What he's done is he's definitely looked, more engaged and, and more uh, focused on the defensive end. Um, you know, he had that high-profile strong contest uh, of Terry Rozier at the end of regulation in, in the Monday victory over Charlotte. And just in general, I think, you know, he's it's it's kind of cliche at this point. He's a good on-ball defender, but he strays with his off-the-ball focus. And I just, you know, have seen him be more engaged in both departments in, in the first two games. You know, in that first game back, that home game against Charlotte, to me, it almost looked like he was overcompensating offensively and passing up shots, even near the rim, to try to show everybody, oh, yeah, I can be part of this ball movement stuff, too. Um, but then he, he kind of asserted himself a little bit more offensively as that game uh, progressed. Uh, but what I saw in the Monday game in Charlotte was, uh, it, this is to speak to the schemes, um, they're they're definitely trying to place him in more catch and shoot situations, and it's a phrase you've heard from Billy Donovan a lot. But they're now putting it into action, and he was not involved in a lot of screen roll actions and decision making situations until late. Kobe White was in the majority of those, and Zach oftentimes was standing in the corner, uh, just you know as a catch and shoot three point threat. And you know six of his eight shots in Charlotte were from the three point range. I don't expect a 75% rate to continue, but it certainly looks like they're making a concerted effort to take him out of the decision-making situations that he was struggling with this season and put him in more catch-and-shoot situations where he's been absolutely elite over the last three seasons, struggled before the injury this season. But if he can regain his form, that can be a, a, certainly a weapon for the Bulls. Why are they playing Dale and Terry? <laughs> He's actually shown some things. Um, you know, it's, you know, they're they're in the development. They're they're trying to steal some development minutes for him, and he's earned some of those minutes. And you know, there's been widespread injuries, um, and defensively and passing wise, he has you know shown he can be a rotation player in this league. He absolutely needs to improve his shot. That's pretty well documented. Um, but. You know, he stayed out. He stayed in the rotation even with these first two games where Zach's back. His minutes haven't been as high. Um, but, you know, I don't mind it. Uh, you know, look, if they're, if if they've got a, any future, you know, at some point, DeMar and Vooch are going to age out, and you need these young guys to to, to work. Kobe, Pat, Dalen, um, especially because, you know, obviously they're out draft capital a couple times on the Vooch trade, and they've got one more first-round pick going to San Antonio as part of the DeRozan acquisition. So you need these young guys to, to work out. And, 
you know, he's definitely raw and needs experience, and, and Billy's finding him some minutes to, to give him some of that experience. Okay, see, Andre Drummond has had seven straight games of double-digit rebounds. I think he's averaging 17 rebounds a game uh, with Vooch out of the lineup or coming off the bench. And we heard from Vooch yesterday, and I thought he sounded like a t- total pro. Like, these guys have a good rapport and respect for each other. I just wonder, moving forward, what's the right basketball calculus here in terms of when to use each guy, uh, when to start Vooch, and when does that return to the you know the, the equation? He sounded like he was willing to do whatever's necessary. Certainly, Drummond has a starter's mentality as a as a bench guy. What's going to happen with that spot? This is no knock on Andre, but uh, Vooch needs to start as soon as you know they're comfortable with the minute situation uh, because he's just as good as Andre's numbers have been offensively. Vooch helps the Bulls function better offensively as a unit um, just because of his connectivity ability and his floor spacing ability um they're just two different completely different players and you know drummond is to me a starting level center in this league and now he's gone out and and proven it he's not just said it he's proven it with his play on the court but for the way billy wants to play the way this team is structured around offensive minded players like mar and zach um Vooch has got to start and, you know, do Drummond's minutes uptake a little bit from the 13 to 14 he was averaging as a reserve? Maybe. And, you know, that's for Billy to figure out and decide. I mean, again, you're not, you're not hurt when Drummond's out there. And I love Drummond's mentality. I mean, even before this Vooch injury and him starting, I, I, I did a story where he told me he tries to get a double, double in 13 or 14 minutes, even, if, even when he's playing, that little so you got to love that mentality you got to love his confidence and they do absolutely i mean i wrote a story earlier this season about their relationship as well they they have a fantastic relationship they knew each other as rivals obviously from all-star days in orlando and detroit had a lot of respect for each other but didn't know each other at all off the court and both players spoke to me about how they've enjoyed that process of getting to know each other off the court so they have a great great relationship so we're we're talking about the the game tonight and you know who's in who's out we're talking about tomorrow night there's supposedly going to be a a gala um with the team a dinner uh being served uh actually on the playing floor with uh with a bunch of uh selected uh guests as well i don't know if you earned an invitation um we keep wondering about michael if he's gonna be showing up on Friday, if he's already going to be there for the dinner, if he's not coming. <laughs> Do you have any idea what's the the surprise for the gala? What's the big surprise for the Ring of Honor? I mean, I just know that they've all been invited. Everyone that's associated with the, 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 the celebration has been invited. Um, you know, there's a lot, a lot of talk about who's going to show up, who's not going to show up. I don't think they the, – I don't even think the Bulls fully know 100% you know, who's coming. I think, I think they are expecting a good turnout. Um, I'm pretty sure Phil Jackson's going to be there. Um, and it's a, it's a celebration. You know, I have an idea that if, if Michael doesn't show up, maybe I'll just go interview his statue. See what <laughs> You'll get as much out of him. <laughs> but uh, no, look, I mean, I, I've been there when the red Kerr night happened. I was there in 2011 when they celebrated the 20th anniversary of the first uh, championship team. Obviously, it's just an electric atmosphere when that dude returns to the building. So I hope he returns. Um, you know, he's done with the national championship game yeah. uh, attendance. So uh, it's always fun when he's back. And 
Um, it would certainly heighten the, the, the celebratory mood of what I think is going to be a really awesome uh, couple days uh, celebration. But uh, it's a two B, TBD from, from my understanding as, as we talked this morning. Does that go for Scotty Pippen as well? You said you might see, expect Phil to be here. And do you know anybody? Rodman is on the list. Anybody else, Casey, you know is coming or not? Uh, I don't know anybody confirmed other than, like I said, everyone's been invited. Rodman was just here for a game, which was a good sign. He threw out uh, the ceremonial first. Uh, he brought the ceremonial first ball to, to center court. Um, and, and look, you know, uh, I know there's a lot going on off the court with some of these people, but when all those guys get together, those things melt away. I mean, we've all played team sports. We know how that works. When you, when you reconnect with your teammates – there's just a rhythm and an energy that takes you back to that place. So I hope as many of those guys come back as they can because it's pretty cool. Um, you know, this is a weird admission, but I I, I played on a pretty um, – I, I didn't do much for this team, but I was on the team, uh, a pretty special team in Evanston Township High School history uh, in, in the 80s, and our team got inducted into the – the ETHS Hall of Fame over the, the summer. And I actually had really low expectations going, and I went, and it was a flipping blast, man. It's just like you, you fall back into these rhythms with these people that you haven't seen in years. Um, Everett Stevens was the, the main driver of that team, played at Purdue, played a couple of years in the NBA, and then had a long uh, career overseas. So, you know, not to make this about me, but I just would say uh, – uh, if anybody comes back from the Bulls, all that other stuff to me falls away. It just you're back in that moment of that, those memories and and those accomplishments. It's a pretty cool feeling. Didn't you and Everett Stevens combine for 45 one night? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, uh, I got dunked on by Everett Stevens many times in practice. I'll just say that. So. <laughs> I, I'm, you know, I, I I hope Michael shows up too. I I think it's going to be a lot of fun for those guys, and I think there are. You know, listen, I know there's some hard feelings with Scottie Pippen. It might be an opportunity to kind of get through some of that stuff. You know, maybe just say, hey, sorry you didn't like that documentary. I don't know. It just seems like it's silly to have kind of – new feuds with old friends. It's a, yeah, and, and one thing I can't speak to, I can't confirm attendance or not, but one thing I can speak to is, like, Scotty and the Bulls are in a good place. I know that for sure. Uh, you know, there's a, there's a person who used to work in the, uh, the media relations office, Matt Yobe, uh, who now uh, heads up their alumni relations um, committee, and he's, 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 he and his staff have done a lot of work. And, and you know, um, Michael Reinsdorf and Scotty have a good relationship. Um so Scotty and the and the Bulls are in a good place. There's been communication. Um, you know, obviously the book tour happened and some things were said and they were not pleasant things. But I also know that like Phil and Scotty have spoken. So you know, it's like that's what I mean. If they get here, I think it's going to be pretty cool. I can't just confirm who's for sure going to be here because I don't even think the Bulls know at this point. Speaking of drama and maybe a little dysfunction, the Warriors come to town. They're the opponent, and that's going to be a lot of fun. Steph Curry coming to town is always a thing. Steve Kerr, certainly one of the reasons this is happening now, this weekend. Draymond Green talked about retiring and Adam Silver talking him out of it. KC, when you look at the Warriors, they're not having the kind of year that people expected. But are they one of the teams that could be interested in Zach Levine? Is all this trade talk with Zach tabled until further notice to see how good this Bulls team could be with him? 
I don't get the sense of this table. I just don't think many teams. I don't. It's not. A, I don't think. I, I know very few teams have shown significant interest to this. Uh, no teams have shown significant interest, so nothing's advanced. So it's not tabled. I mean, the Bulls are open for business in the Levine front, um, but they're just nothing's materialized of, of any substance. So a lot can change between now and, and February eighth. I mean, we've talked about the Warriors as a possibility on our own Bulls Talk podcast at NBC Sports Chicago, and. I have not heard traction on that, um, but this is stuff that, you know, between now and February 8th can change. I do know that they remain high on Kaminga, even though he's been involved in some of that drama, and that would certainly be a piece that would be intriguing if you were to have talks there. Um, you know, Wiggins would have probably have to be in that deal to get the money up. Um, but, yeah, that's certainly something to monitor, and, uh, you know, maybe I can check in with uh, old friend Mike Dunleavy, who now runs the Warriors, because uh, he plays for the Bulls, and I know Mike really well. I can just tell you that um, to this point, I have not heard the Warriors uh, link to Zach Levine. Um, how about the health of the team? We know that Vooch and Zach are back, and we know are they still on minutes limits? You know, we'll be curious to see how much they're playing. I, I'm very curious. When do they get back to full strength? I mean, is is Tory Craig's plantar fascia the most difficult one to come back from? Um, where where are they? Yeah, well, Caruso seems like he's a daily uh, topic on the injury report, but he played last game. Uh, Patrick Williams has missed the last two with the right ankle soreness. I actually forgot to check the injury report yesterday afternoon, so I don't know what he's listed. I would guess questionable for tonight. Um, uh, You know, as far as the minutes restriction, they can say whatever they want. I mean, they blew past them in that OT game. I mean, Zach played 36 minutes, so I don't know, maybe he – didn't come out of that great they didn't they were off yesterday um i'm going to shoot around here pretty soon after i hang up with you guys so i'll I'll know more soon but craig is the biggest one just because that's a long-term thing and that's a tricky one with the plantar fascia and he was playing actually really well right before he went down uh he's you know so important in terms of his three-point shooting his offensive rebounding they've certainly missed that and then um you know his defense so um they'll 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 definitely welcome him back whenever he's ready to go. But I he's he's not he's not in the he's not in the workload uh, situation yet. He's still he's still a little bit away. Without Zach, and then with Zach, and then without Vooch, and then with Vooch, how has Billy Donovan, if he has it all, Casey, adapted or adjusted to this season? And has it been more obvious this year than in previous ones? I'll just say this about Billy: he is possibly the most consistent personality I've ever been around in professional sports. He is the same person every day to us, to his players. uh, You know, you've heard Arturis talk about how he represents the franchise and and their communication. That dude never changes. He's always positive, always upbeat. I mean, has he gotten frustrated before? Of course he's a coach, right? But just in terms of how he presents himself, he is the most consistently positive person that I, I might have covered ever in sports. He's just the same person every day. So hmm. he's just a realist, man. You throw stuff at him. He's like, okay, all right, that's what I got. This is what we're going to do. And that's just how he approaches things. He's obviously got a reputation as a player's coach for a reason because he's positive and consistent with his players and how he treats them as well. Um, does he have moments where he gets upset? Of course. Does he yell and practice behind closed doors sometimes? Of course. Um, but in terms of just his persona and the way he presents himself and the way he represents the franchise, he is as consistently positive as they come. So I've not seen any change in him, 
even in the five and 14 stretch, he was just matter of fact about it. He knew how poorly they were playing. He knew how bad the record was. Um, and he maintained that they were better than what they were showing. And, um, you know, nobody, nobody enjoyed going through that process. It was just, like I said, it was bad basketball to cover, to watch, to play. Um, and now that they're past that, you know, they're about where we thought they'd be, you know, of kind of in the middle, kind of an average team with some potential to be a higher ceiling team at, on some nights. And, uh, you know, they've, they've got some high profile victories against some good opponents this season. And, you know, this is a tough one tonight. I mean, Houston's a good team. So, um, home game or not, they've got to be ready to play tonight. I, I, I got to tell you, I think Billy Donovan's had his best year coaching with the Bulls. I think that he's always been pretty good, but the the NBA, you know, minutes are are hard to come by and they're almost assigned to people, and these changes have helped him show maybe the guys that are now playing again how he wanted them to play all along. You know, the style of basketball that they had talked about coming into the season. We finally saw some of that. The whole Kobe White thing has been uh, really interesting to watch. I just feel like Billy's done very well in part because of all the issues, and who knows where that ends up. I, I think I think people like him more, if that makes sense. Maybe another secret extension's in the works. <laughs> <laughs> well, if he worked for the Bears, they'd be praising his 5-14 and 14 start oh, and his that, ability to endure it. That would be, yeah, that would be uh, the biggest news. Bears sell losing, I'm telling you. All right, Casey, thank you, buddy. We appreciate it. Have fun this weekend. But, yeah, thanks, and thanks for uh, taking a break from the Bears to, to talk some bulls. We appreciate it. <laughs> thank you. All right, Later, buddy. guys. Yeah. See you, man. Hopefully talking a lot more as the season goes yeah, on. Yeah, I think so. Your point about Billy Donovan is an interesting one because of uh, the way you put it, best year coaching as uh, with the Bulls. Also, KC said something there that, that I'm going to be thinking about, like the most positive person – most consistent personality he's ever yeah, covered. Yeah, that's pretty that's – pretty, um, It's high praise. Well, he's covered a lot of things I know. in a lot of years. Um, can I tell you an embarrassing story about me? The team he's talking about from – I think that was like 86. I covered that team. The Evanston I team was, with Everett I, Stevenson yeah, on it? Yeah, I, I started working at sometimes as a freshman in high school. Okay. So I wasn't that much older than those guys, but I, I can remember – Seeing that team play a couple times, that's the team that went downstate yes. too, as I recall. And uh, and I was downstate with a computer. You wouldn't believe this computer. Like you think you've seen some Radio Shack? No, it was pre Radio Shack. It was like this big block of a computer that you had to plug a phone into. <laughs> it had these two jacks. You would shove the phone uh -huh. in it, and you had to do it at the right time because if the crowd started cheering it would break the send <laughs> and so you would, i mean i would drive around i had a like the apparatus of a telephone in the car and i had this computer thing i i mean it, I, I would love to get a photo of it because it was so old it was like from the 1960s i think they used it to put a man on the moon you know that's how it was almost like a pre-computer computer so you remember covering that team downstate? Oh yeah, that, that, that was a that was a huge.
there was some great teams in those years. Was KC as good as he has written I, that he was? You know, like, uh, did I, he dominate, I, as honestly, he said, he I, always has? I remember uh, Everett Stevens. I don't remember <laughs> KC off that team, and I apologize. <laughs> Everett Stevens was a, was really was a, a great really high, school high school player. Good Big Ten player at Purdue. Yeah. Yeah. And KC, you know, people, I think, forget this, but he played basketball at Beloit College. Beloit College, yes. So he could shoot it. Yeah. But he, he says he wasn't much of a passer, but he could shoot it. <laughs> but when, when he's talking about his early memories That's of play, you think I, of? I'm like, yeah. damn, am I, I'm getting older. There's no <laughs> doubt about it. It's Mully and Haw at Chicago Sports Radio 6-7 The Score. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. All those accomplishments in the big person's table, would you want to add winning a Super Bowl to that? I just want to enjoy this. I just want to enjoy this. And I hope you give me that, you know. Can a guy have that? Does it, does it always have to be, you know, what's next? What's, what's the future? Um, you know, like I said the other day, yeah, I hope, I hope to have a future. Hope there's a tomorrow, a day after tomorrow, you know, a next week, a next month, a next year. Mully and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 the score. Uh, that was Jim Harbaugh in the post game. And, I, you know, listen, we talked about it. You got to ask the guy the question. You're there to do a job that, you know, he's going to be a hot name. He hired a, a, a an agent. He didn't have one. He hired one. So all of these things seem to be, indicate that he's looking at, uh, at greener pastures. Um, you know, I, I would also imagine that Jim is fed up with the NCAA and the way they perceive him. No doubt about it. Yeah, yeah. Sanctions could be coming. Who knows? As he talks about the future in vague terms, I just want to say, it goes without saying it here, at least, that future in Chicago would be something special, I think. Jim Harbaugh, as the coach of the Bears, say you give him five years because then he'll wear out his welcome, according to some people. I think that he can do a lot of damage in five years. I think the window is ready. It's open for uh, the Bears to compete. A guy like Jim Harbaugh would raise everybody's uh, level of performance, and he's that guy. I, I think I, I really 
you know where I stand on that. Molly, the Sun-Times this morning, Mark Potash, friend of the program. Yeah. He writes this, and I loved it. And I was like, why, reading it this morning, like, oh, yeah. The opportunity to hire Jim Harbaugh as the Bears head coach is George McCaskey's George Hallis moment. Yeah. Yeah, because George Hallis obviously jumped in and interceded and hired Mike Ditka. With the Jim Finks was the GM, right? Jim Finks, and, and, and uh, you know, Ditka wrote a heartfelt letter to Hallis about coming back to the Bears, and uh, and he was the special teams coordinator in Dallas at the time. And, uh, and yeah, that, that ended up being uh, the one and only Super Bowl the Bears ever won. Ended up pretty well. I don't know. I don't think, and maybe you you disagree. I don't think George McCaskey has that in him. I don't think that's his personality. I don't think that's his style. I don't think he would go to Kevin Warren, who he just hired to be that guy with all the ambition. I don't think that he would go to Kevin Warren and Ryan Poles, who'd be in the room too, and say, "We're hiring Jim Harbaugh. Whatever it takes. Here's a you unlimited resources." Could could, could that be Kevin Warren's? Uh, 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 George Hallis moment could be right. I mean, you would could, be, could I, be. I, I hate to say this because it's going to sound very critical, and I, I really hold George in in um, in high esteem. I think he's a really nice guy, and I do. I genuinely like George, and I think that um, you know I've told the story many times. Like I was late for a news conference, and I tried to go in the front of the building. And, you know, I watched some Bears executives walk by, give me a dirty look. George is the guy that ran over, opened the door, and let me in. Absolutely. That's the kind of person. He's the same guy, regardless of what you say, write, or think. But I think that George, given his hires, is more likely to hire someone that won't be able to pass judgment on George's owner, as opposed to hiring the best guy out there, even if he's got, like, some personality Issues that might uh, that might not uh, make the uh, he'd win. Uh, he, he hasn't gone after the best. He's going after guys that he liked the best. Or the I, I think that that's felt. a good way to put it, and it's a fair assessment based on uh, your experience, our shared experiences. We know how George thinks and how he might uh, act in a situation like this. That's why you hire Kevin Warren, though, exactly. and I think that's why you hope that he does. What's in the best interest of the Bears long-term, personal feelings aside? We don't know, but we suspect that maybe Kevin Warren and Jim Harbaugh, we have heard, aren't necessarily guys who would be, you know, sitting at the same table at at a bar you walk into. That's why if you you have him hire the guy, it's all about performance. It's nothing about about friendship. But that's Jim Harbaugh, right? That's what I'm saying. That's why I think you have to bottom line it here. And the bottom line for the Bears, as they – as we wait for an answer, they lead us to have to speculate and to wonder why they're waiting this long. Part of the speculation revolves around the best guy for this job, and that remains Jim Harbaugh. It would be a clear-cut upgrade with due respect to Matt Eberflus and what he did in building the culture and helping the defense. Jim Harbaugh would be a home run hire and put the Bears in playoff contention immediately yes. and in Super Bowl contention within five years. Oh, no question. I mean, I think that I think they'd have multiple playoff appearances and I think they would uh win a Super Bowl. And if you can if you can say that about a coach, then what the hell's a hold up? Best coach available, and I include yeah. potentially Bill Belichick in that conversation. Bill Belichick doesn't have a connection with the Bears. He would be he, Bill Belichick can still coach, but I just think that if you're looking for symmetry yeah. and 
effectiveness. Yeah, that would be the direction that I would steer the conversation if I'm Kevin Warren. Maybe that's what's happening. We can interpret the silence in many different ways. Embracing the status quo or trying to talk Ryan Poles into firing his coach that he hired. I don't know which one it is. So until they tell us, it's fair to speculate. Anything's possible. Okay. I mean, I, 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 I'm waiting to hear something. I'm very patient because the longer it takes, that, that interests me too. It interests everybody because yep. the, the exit interviews were with players on Monday. They're out of town. They're DJ gone. Moore is probably, you know, he's sleeping in and, and playing with his kids this morning. I hope so. Back wherever he's going. And players have scattered, I think. And so what's left now? Staff decisions the future of the franchise, and how to package that in a way that you present it to the Chicago media in a manner that shows that you know what you're doing. You've got to come off as competent when you do announce whatever you're deciding. Yeah, I, um, I, I honestly think that, uh, that there's, a, uh, there's a world of possibility. And until I'm told that uh, nothing is possible. I'm going to be hopeful that something spectacular is coming. But, I, I mean, well, it's because just the, because the president's different. The president's different, and, yes. Molly, the circumstances are rare. They Th- are This rare. is a really optimistic offseason. It can be if you don't blow it. You've got the number one overall pick. You've got loads of salary cap space. You've got a defense that's ready to win now. You've got all the things in place to make a uh, long, sustained run and have a lot of sustained success if you do it right. So hopefully they're making sure that when they do emerge from whatever bunker they're in, that they announce a plan to do it right. Yeah, I I mean, I I suspect that I'm not going to be overwhelmed by whatever their decisions are. But while there is, while we have this, uh, this time to contemplate them, I'm going to think of the best possible ideas. Because, again, it's a, it's a very rare position to be put in. I, I don't want to hear anybody selling me on losing. I don't want to hear how successful they were uh, with uh, losing 10 That can't games. be part of the rhetoric. No. That, you you that, can't repackage you know, uh, failure. Yeah, erase that. Yeah. You know, hey, we feel this is going to happen. Whatever you want to say. You, you, but don't tell me, well, you know, this happened and that happened. And if well, if only that had happened and we could have done that. And, my, you know, don't don't sell me that you won the Super Bowl after going 7-10. Avoid taking credit for adversity you created. There you go. That's what you need to do. Well, that's the thing. And I want to know what you think about this. So all the things that we're talking about are are pie-in-the-sky ideas, maybe unrealistic because we don't know where Harbaugh Harbaugh stands and we don't know what they're doing or thinking. But if it came down to money, it can't be an object, can it? I know it's easy to say. No, it shouldn't But at this point in their their development, at this this juncture in in Bears' history – you can't cling to economics in, as a reason for not doing something big and bold and better. Listen, the, the reality is that um, under your watch and fill in the name, it's not been good enough. So if you have ambition and you want to do well, money can't matter. That's the one thing. You, there's no salary cap on coached, coaching spending. So whatever you decide to do, whoever you decide to go get, 
That's on you. That's, That's on you. That's not on anyone else. And you got nothing. You're printing money. You're printing money. You're building your own stadium. You are a $6 billion corporation. Think about it. There's not a big difference between paying your coach $10 million, $15 million, or the $20 million it might take to get Jim Harbaugh to Chicago. Whatever it takes. Be the highest bidder. Don't be outbid by the Chargers or the Raiders or a team to be named later. Be aggressive. Set the bar high and have standards that are Super Bowl or bust. You know what? That you just said it. That is what it is. That's what it's about. You know, what it's about is not looking at what the going rate is, looking at the rate that you have to pay. Again, not trying to sell your history and act arrogant like anybody would be blessed to come work for us. Go out, spend the money, get the best candidate. Sell yourself to whatever draft pick you're going to make. Take all of this stuff into account. Yes. And, and you know what you are? You're a 7-10 and 10 franchise. You are a 7-10 franchise. follows a 3-14 a, a and 14 season or whatever that. You're the model was. of mediocrity. Yes. The T-formation was a long time ago. That's right. 85 was eons ago. Yes. Start winning now. There you go. And that's all you ask. And maybe that's too much for people. I don't know. But. That's what you want. That's what you're hoping for. We're going to bring in our guy, Chris Chelios, and we'll, uh, we'll ask him some of this stuff because he's been around forever. He's a Bears fan. And he's worked for – but he's worked for he's been good, an good organizations, yeah. bad organizations. He's seen what it's like when you bring in the right guy versus when you don't have the right guy. We'll ask him about all this stuff. Chris uh, does a great job of giving us perspective, and we'll talk to him next, Molly and Hall in the School. Chris Chelios. Up the boards to Chelios with room. He shoots. Score! Bet MGM ambassador. Nice play by Chris Chelios. Hockey Hall of Famer. Chris Chelios is not human. I'm convinced of it. Not only will he go in the Hall of Fame, I think he should go in the Smithsonian. Blackhawks legend. Chelios will add defense, but he'll also add offense to the Hawks. Steve Smith ahead to Murphy. Nichols at the line. Chelios moving in. Time Stanley Cup champion. What a competitor Chris Chelios has been over the years, and he's been a winner every place he's ever been. Chris Chelios with Mully and Haw on 670 The Score. Mully and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. Always a delight to talk to our friend Chris Chelios, and he joins us on The Score Hotline, powered by IBEW Local 9, Chicago's original powerhouse since 1892 chris good morning how are you i'm great how are you guys doing pretty good uh, any plans to hook up with michael jordan this weekend not to give anything away just curious absolutely i'll be at that game on the 12th and i guess there's a gala tomorrow unfortunately yeah. i'm i'm gonna be out of town but yeah i wouldn't miss it for the world that was those 90s were amazing and obviously being friends with mj and and rodman and those guys it's, it's going to be a big night for chicago so is he coming do you know if mj is coming I hope so. I'm just, my thought is he always does the right thing. So I'm, you know, he's probably waiting until last minute, but uh, I hope he comes. I haven't, I haven't spoken to him, but I'm, I'm, I'm hoping he does. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, uh, I think it would be a much bigger event if he does. And it, it would yeah. be, you know, it might even be a story if he doesn't, frankly, and that's not good. It wouldn't be a happy story, but here's hoping uh, that all works out. Uh, you're uh you, you, you look at where the Bears are at. We've been talking about um, uh, about this idea that they have yet to announce anything. We're trying to figure out if that means 
the bad news is saved for a Friday news dump or the they really haven't figured out what they're doing yet. You would think they'd know, but when when things happen and when people uh, become available, you maybe don't want to make a decision until you have to, but at some point they're going to have to give us their thinking and their uh, uh, their ideas about the future. Yeah, I mean, my whole thing, that obviously with the first pick and the kid Caleb. Uh, Williams, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, you could be right right back in the same boat. I'm not sold on him either, quite honestly. Uh, so it's like they 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 win what five out of their last six, played pretty well. The defense, you know, defense was great, uh, kept them games. Um, I, I mean, it's such a tough decision. I mean, Fields, he, he shows signs of figuring it out, but still, even the last game, you play a competitive team and you know didn't do much. Uh, but he's exciting to watch, you know, the way he runs and, you know, maybe he figures it out. I don't know, but it is a real tough decision, but uh, frustrating for sure. Speaking of number one picks, it was gut-wrenching to watch Connor Bedard get hit last Friday night, mm-hmm. broke his jaw. Two things, Chelly. Was it a dirty hit by Brendan Smith? And how long do you expect Connor Bedard to be out of action with that broken jaw? No, it wasn't dirty at all. I mean, his size, just you know, Connor's size obviously had a lot to do with that. Smitty, I, I, I played with Smitty and then in Detroit, or coached him, I should say, and he's a Wisconsin kid, and I love him, and he plays hard. But, um, you know, you could see the contact was down low from his arm to, you know, Connor's middle of his chest too. But, you know, he, his head kind of whiplashed right into his uh, shoulder, and uh, just real bad luck, you know, that, that that happened. It's unfortunate the All-Star game, maybe he gets lucky and gets to participate in the skills and stuff, but just a blow to the Blackhawks. And, you know, having such a great year, Bedard, uh, maybe jeopardizing the, the rookie of the year. But hopefully he'll be back sooner. It's fractured. He's had surgery, but he can get back in four to, you know, four to six weeks and continue to, to keep playing as well as he was. Yeah, you know, I got to tell you um... – He's the youngest ever All-Star, right? The youngest player ever uh, elected to an All-Star game. And it's just a pity he won't be able to play in it. And and I don't see, even even with the lack of defense in an All-Star game, I don't know that you can risk anything like that. So it's just a – you came away feeling like it was just a, a complete shame that it happened. Yep, the timing was terrible. But again, like I said, the skills—if you can get in the skills competitions—you know, it still be a lot of fun for him to and his family to to be there and experience some, you know, an all-star game. And uh, the three-on-three—I mean, no one touches anybody. It just depends, you know, how comfortable he is, you know, going out there. No one hits anybody in the three-on-three, you know, the the, mm-hmm. the game. So uh, I got a feeling he'll be—he's going to do everything he can to make it. Luke Richardson went through this as a player. He described it. His situation with the broken jaw was much more serious. There have been other examples, Chelly, that make you feel like a four- to six-week prognosis is realistic. The big question is, I guess, from people who haven't played the sport a lot or aren't former NHL players, how will this affect, if at all, his progress over the course of his career? Oh, I don't think it's going to affect him. You know, the kid eats, sleeps, and breathes hockey. He's, he's obsessed with it. He's... First of the drink, you got to have a short memory when it comes out. I did. I had some pretty significant injuries early in my career, but you know, he's so young. This and this is an injury that's not going to affect him long term. It's not like a knee or a shoulder or something like that. Once it's healed, 
It's stronger than it's ever been, and I don't think he's going to have to. He might be wearing a different cage like he did somewhat in junior to protect it for the rest of the season, I would think. And maybe, you know, continue to wear that. But uh, I, I don't think he's worried about it at all long term. Yeah, you know, it, it just was a drag because they played a decent game um, against Edmonton, but you kind of were hoping, you know, Bedard and McDavid and, you know, McDavid scored a goal. They, that, the Hawks weren't terrible in that game, but they never re- you never really felt like they were going to win. No, they just didn't have that. And he could have been the difference yesterday because yeah. they did have a lot of chances. Uh, you know, I, I watched the kid uh, – Oh God, number eight. He had so many chances, and Joey Anderson had chances. And uh, but yeah, he could have been the difference. And I can't tell you how many people were disappointed because they really the hype for the Connor Connor matchup was was huge, just like it was in Edmonton. And there was a lot of Canadians that made the trip to the United Center. And they again competitive, close game, had their chances early. The Hawks and you know keep they kept McDavid. You know, other than that goal and. I don't know why McDavid would try any other move. He's so fast, no goal can get across it's, the net to stop it's him. It's, it's amazing. It's lightning. It's crazy. I think you're thinking of Ryan Donato. Was that the yes, one? Yes, I'm sorry. Yeah, and I should know it. I, should have, I just had a brain cramp. I played no. with his father and a couple of U.S. teams. His dad is actually coaching Harvard. So, yeah, but he, oh. he plays hard. He just doesn't have that finish like a lot of the Blackhawks. And, you know, I, I, I really seriously think Bedard would have been the difference yesterday. Halfway through the season, Shelly, is there a Blackhawk player that has stood out or surprised you more than someone else? Well, it's got to be Dickinson, right? He's got 14 goals. He scored a beautiful goal last night. And unfortunately, he's, his value for trade is getting better and better, you know, as the season progresses under the trade deadline. And if Bedard, you know, can't go, he'd, he'd be my choice as, a, as an all-star to represent the Blackhawks if, if, if Connor can't make it. He's having a heck of a year. Great stuff, Chris. Appreciate it, buddy. Thanks, Chelly. All right, guys. Take care. That is Chris Chelios. He's a bet MGM ambassador and, and one of the good guys I, in Chicago. I like what he said about Bedard. Just when he comes back, it's just going to be the same approach. He's a hockey uh, rink yes. rat. And yes. Y- you think, though, a broken jaw is a lot to overcome mentally. But he's a hockey guy. Maybe that's not as big of a hurdle to clear as we think. Didn't Jeremy Roenick have that injury? I mean, I, I don't think it's – I don't think a broken jaw is that unusual. It's not uncommon in hockey. hockey. Yeah. Yeah, it's something. It's crazy. And, R- and I some mean, dirt on it. Like, again, a bad paper cut would sideline <laughs> yeah. me, but uh, – and it would I would be forever being careful of holding paper. But uh, I don't think a guy like that has, uh, has much to worry about in terms of, uh, you know – I think we we all look at it and try to say, oh, my God, he got beamed, and then maybe he's going to be afraid of getting beamed again. I, I think it's a different deal. Um, here's uh, here's uh, here's hoping. He also sounded like uh, he believes MJ's showing up. It does sound like that, he was ex- that, expecting yeah. to uh, be visiting yeah. with MJ on yeah. Friday night. <laughs> <laughs> it's Molly and Hawk, Chicago Sports Radio 6-7, the score. Now, with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. 
Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.